welcome to the Femalepreneur Coach Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Barr. I am a transformational mindset and business coach and six-figure award-winning female entrepreneur. Ladies, I'm here to tell you that business and making money doesn't have to be hard when you're in alignment and flow. Inside this podcast, I will be showing you how to transform your mindset to program it for success, how to maximize your money vibrations, and how to redesign your business for ultimate financial and time freedom. You know you are meant to live an epic life, Now it's time to claim it. Hi, ladies. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Female Fanatic. Uh, coach podcast. I'm here today with Yasmin Oakley, who I'm super excited to speak to. She is the one of the youngest and fast disappointed leaders within her network marketing business. She is a mama. She is, you know, absolutely doing incredible things. She's got over 3,000 people in her team. She's part of Fraser Brooks Inner Circle. She has held the stage in virtual global summits. Um, and essentially, she is just one to watch. Future coach mm-hmm. in the making obviously. Um, So thank you so much for joining me today and for your time. Really appreciate it. How are you? Honestly, thank you so much for asking me. I am absolutely buzzing to be chatting to you. Oh, that's what I love about network marketers, actually. They are always so, so full of energy. And I think my I had a previous life in sales and recruitment, and it is just a really high vibe industry to be in, isn't it? Super exciting. Yeah. Amazing. So how... You know, I've got so many questions. I was just saying a moment ago as we sort of caught up before the intro. Um, this is something that is like just an industry that is ever like fast growing. But as more and more of us, I think particularly after lockdown, look for that time of financial freedom. And we realize that there is more to life than doing a nine to five. Um, I've got so many questions from the ladies. So many people have maybe dabbled in it before maybe it didn't work out it wasn't very successful obviously I still remember the days of like Ann Summers parties <laughs> where I had friends that did that um I'm not that I think that's old. that's before my time I think yeah that's I was say, I'm not quite old, old enough for like body shop parties and Tupperware <laughs> we're not quite there thank god I'm not quite that old but how have you made it such a success I'd love to know a little bit more about your journey up until this point and then obviously any tips that you can share as to how you think that you have managed to set yourself apart and make a genuine business from this okay so in terms of my journey I think you have to understand where I've come from to understand where I am now so I am 23 years old and I started network marketing my network marketing business in May of 2020 so I was what 21 Um, and this is making me feel really lazy right now (laughs) (laughs) I haven't done anything (laughs) so yeah May 2020 Prior to that, so I didn't know anything about the industry whatsoever. I was very much brought up um, in a family environment where to be successful, you climbed the corporate ladder. So um, I was brought up by a single mum who worked her absolute butt off. Mm -hmm. And I watched her train and do all of her exams to become the senior chartered accountant that she is now. So I've very much been brought up around like strong, independent women. You get what you get because you work for it. Um, like I think I said this to you um, yesterday, like at the age of six, I could recite my mum's accountancy exam stuff because she literally had the massive, like the A3 sheets of paper up around the house. So I just knew from a very young age, like you work and you get the results. Yeah. Um, so I got good GCSEs, I got good A-levels, but I was kind of like at a bit of a crossroads when loads of people were going to university. I knew that that wasn't the path for me just because to me, now I totally, totally respect anyone who goes to university. But for me, I would only go to university if I knew what or who I wanted to be in terms of like a job role, like let's say a doctor. And I knew I then had to go to this university to get this degree and this grade and da, 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 da. But for me, I didn't know. And I would have ended up going to university to do a psychology degree or a business degree just to almost like fill the gap, like fill the time. I know. I think my kids have that on their plan just to delay being an adult. Yeah. And that's what that's what would have happened to me. And I didn't really want that because I'd already seen what my mum had gone through and like where she didn't do her exams and stuff like when she left school, it was almost like harder. So I was like, right, I, even, I need to make a decision like now. Um, but because I couldn't make that decision, I then fell into a trainee management program with MS. Um, it was meant to be 18 months long, but I actually did it within a year. 
Um, and my first appointment was store manager of one of the smallest shops in the business. So at the age of 19, I was the youngest female store manager in the country, which was just like crazy. Like having the keys to my own shop was just like the weirdest thing. And I think I was one of the youngest people in the shop as well. Cause you know, it's like when you go to MS, everyone's yeah. at a certain average age. And I was massively below that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, was, I was saying actually earlier that obviously I've got a previous life in retail management, not necessarily as a manager myself, but as like HR and appointing those positions. And I have to say like, I hats off to anybody that is in retail at management level because oh my god the level of pressure like the confidence you must have had to have at that age you're like responsible for people's pay um you know you've got to be super resilient Health and safety yeah like that's just it's mind-blowing isn't it actually that the amount of responsibility that would have been on your shoulders at such a young age so I definitely think like your upbringing where it was like a partnership with you and your mum it's it's probably setting you up for that level of responsibility and I 100% yeah and I would say exactly the same obviously like I'm a single parent and my children are very resilient like they're super good they you know they know when I need to work they work together as a team like it's actually not as chaotic as you would think that it would be like you know recording podcast episodes and they're like okay mommy like they just know their role and responsibility in the family it's like we all support each other um, and they'll learn and so much from you seeing how you've done that do you know what I mean and they'll grow up to do the same if not more do you know what I mean yeah oh I hope they'll do more like that's that's my whole goal in life is that my children like exceed everything that I do so I love that and I definitely think that that has obviously set you up for for that level of position at such a young age and they, those are the ages like god when I was 23 I think I was still like well it's pound a pint night on a Monday snake <laughs> bite Sunday Thursday like, that, that was my life goal <laughs> where can I get the cheapest drinks <laughs> no but you say that though so if you were to actually look like if I was to give an honest reflection now of how I was feeling at that time in my life you might look at me I lived on my own in a flat in Colchester yeah. um I drove like a one-year-old mini Cooper um mm. like absolutely looked like I was living my best life but actually I felt quite lonely um and even though I was earning way above the average um for my age group at 19 20 years old I was in a massive overdraft because and I know this now after reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad and some other books, like mm -hmm. as you kind of grow and you earn more money, you end up increasing your expenses. And like, yeah. I was just almost like living out of my means. Um, but on face value, like, don't get me wrong. I'm so proud of the success and the journey that I had in MS. but like mentally and now on reflection, actually, it wasn't uh, an amazing time in my life. Yeah, we probably wasn't in alignment with ultimately like what you wanted to do. We were just saying this about having that alignment in your business is so important for longevity and also for your soul, like to make you happy, fulfilled and all the things. So you can have a job just for having a job sake and probably, you know, your motivation at the time could have been like the money and just that that success. I'm using air quotes, but you can't see them. So that's very <laughs> clever. Um, yeah would you say that that was your driver at the time just to sort of be independent yeah definitely but it did all come to a head because I then had this like almost not freak out but like a bit of a revelation like oh my god if I don't leave MS now I am going to be in my 60s working in this company and I feel like I'm going to waste Wearing my their life clothes. <laughs> yeah yeah do you know what I mean like I'm I'm not going to have gone anywhere. So I ended up leaving that job and doing a season in Ibiza for my 21st birthday. So that was in 2019. Mm. And I can hands down say that was the best summer of my life because now I have a baby with the person that I met out there. We live together. Like it's, it's such a magical story. Like mine and my partners from meeting out in Ibiza. But even that taught me so much. Like, um, like it's a different way of living out there. And there's all the things that I've, I wouldn't choose to do. Yeah. If you know what I mean, like you learn how not to do things. Um, oh, interesting. I've got so, a few clients actually that have set their businesses up, that I've worked with to set their businesses up so that they can go and live out there. <laughs> I mean, so I'm like, I mean oh, what are they out there? When, when you've got a villa and you're yeah. living on your own terms, then obviously that's fine. But I was um, working in like, I think it's known as like the best beach club in the world. I was a VIP hostess and you just see people from all different walks of life. And I just don't think I could have done it years and years and years and years like yeah. some people do. Yeah. Um, so when I then came back from Ibiza, 
Um, I actually went three months without a payday and that was the biggest shock for me. So considering, like I said, I'd got the good grades, I had a really good CV based on my MS experience. I was like, don't worry guys, like when I come home, I'll be able to slip straight back into a job and it's going to be absolutely fine. And I was applying, I'm not even joking, at least 50 jobs a day and I couldn't even get interviews. Like wow. it was like the most soul destroying, confidence crushing thing that I've experience like it was awful Mm. and I'd literally see my mum go out to work in her suit she's obviously still being her amazing accountant self my stepdad's um a top sales manager in Mercedes like I'm seeing these my parents go out of work and I can't even get a job like as a recruitment consultant somewhere where there's always jobs yeah um so I then worked in the pub at the end of my road for as many hours as I could get like yeah. I'm, I'm, my first ever job was as a kitchen porter when I was 14 so I kind of knew like the hospitality industry um and I then managed to get three jobs so I did manage to get a recruitment consultant job yeah. <laughs> finally oh, um and I worked as like a online business executive for an online company but it wasn't like network marketing um but I just could not shift the debt that I'd accumulated okay. from doing my season and coming back and then not having um a payday for three months then it was May 2020. One of my friends had been doing network marketing since the October before, and she had just got a Mercedes paid for by the company. And I think she'd had her first five figure month. Now, for me, obviously, going back, I drove my nice minis. When I came back from my Viva, and it sounds like I'm a car snob, but I absolutely love cars, and that is just something that I'm passionate about. I was driving like a 2012 plate orange. I go like little like banger thing and I know like no disrespect to anyone who has one of them cars because I fully appreciate and appreciated at the time I needed a car like I couldn't not have one but for me I was like oh my god like what is life my friends in getting a Mercedes paid for by the company from working on her social media and earning five figures why am I busting my guts up like was that was it was it that black and white for you like obviously you're going against a lot of conditioning like you say all you've seen is like your your mum working super hard in like typical corporate routes like you followed and done everything you think you should have done by the way I've got an Audi Q7 is that like my my cars are like buses now because I've got so many kids and I'm never going to go back to a nice car again (laughs) I've got an Audi Q3 now because I've got a baby so we're like okay I'm I'm just a bit smaller version of you Oh my god if you ever get to my level it's so hard to put like park it's so terrifying and it just shouts at me all the time the oh god but anywho <laughs> um yeah do you do you feel like it was an easy switch and I you know I guess there's a certain element of confidence that comes with age when you know your worth and you're like look if it doesn't work out I can get another job do you think it was an easy switch or did you need a bit of a hard sell to to get you out of what would be a safe career into network marketing? When I started, I didn't know it was going to be my career. So I didn't go into it. I still, so when we were in lockdown, I obviously wasn't working in the pub because they weren't open and the business online business exec job wasn't a thing. So I was just working in my recruitment job. I literally started the online network marketing business to like top up my my like monthly earnings but I literally did like over a grand's worth of sales in two days and I was like okay like, <laughs> Light bulb moment. Is, yeah, yeah I nearly actually said a bad word but like <laughs> I was really really shocked and like in my first month I made four figures like and I'm now I'm obviously in the industry and I talk to other people like people who are like legends in the space in the network marketing space earn like eight dollars sixteen dollars in their first month and they go on like this really big journey but for me I hit the ground running and yes a lot of it was my confidence and the way I applied myself but COVID and the lockdown had a massive part to play in that as well so like the timing of everything worked so well so yeah time timing is everything I think in business in in the sense of like when you do get those almost like overnight successes they don't they don't necessarily come along unless timing plays a factor but I do believe in divine timing so I think we were just having this conversation before and I think the fact that you've been on such you've had such a great trajectory in terms of your career and your potential obviously is a testament to like you know your mom and every like your work ethic and everything you've done prior but also like you are meant for big things 
so like absolutely like this even <laughs> you. this like incredible success that you've had so far and we absolutely need to like lean into that but I just think that this is just the beginning for you as well I mean I feel that and it's amazing yeah. that you say that because obviously I feel that and I'm I know that this is literally only the start and even in the message I sent you yesterday I'm like this is only the start trust me yeah I do I, I absolutely <laughs> trust you I believe that said. um so obviously you've seen this opportunity at what point were you were you literally like ready to take a chance do you think um you were looking for something like a new possibility like a new you know or what kind of made you think right okay I'm ready to go all in and to actually make this a business so where the company that I'm with I don't know can I say company names or yeah I guess so yeah yeah so I'm I with F- the link in if you want yeah okay so <laughs> I'm, I'm partnered with FM World so I sell like the designer inspired fragrances as well as a whole catalogue of other things but the main thing that I sold especially in the first year were the fragrances mm-hmm. um and initially like I said because I was only looking to top up my top up my monthly um income I did obviously I applied myself because that's what I've always done but when I made when I did the over a thousand pounds worth of sales in those first couple of days I was like okay this this is serious I could make some serious money from this so by month by my second month I was earning more than my nine to five from um, the network marketing business then by month three and four I think it was tripled so and this was obviously because I'd only been in recruitment um for like nine months at this point um, and they put me into a situation where I was actually having to grow a whole new department. So I wasn't even put in the recruitment company. I wasn't even put in a department where there was loads of um, like prospects. I had to make the prospects. Um, so I was almost like already on the back foot with it. I was already earning commission though. Like I, I flew with that as well and went in and asked for a five grand pay rise after three months because like you're not paying me enough. Yeah. Um, and that worked really well. Um, but yeah, by month four, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like yeah. handed in my notice for my nine to five and was like, right, now I can take this so seriously. So it was the end of August of 2020 that I handed in my notice. And within 10 days... I handed in my notice. I got a car paid for by the company, which was my goal. I said as a late birthday present, my birthday's in August, that I was going to get a car and out of my orange pumpkin, as my family calls it. <laughs> and I found out I was pregnant. Oh, that's so definitely like, divine timing. Literally, like, and and do you know what? It's so weird. I actually test drove a Mercedes GLA, so like the slightly bigger version of the a-class that I actually had first time around and I remember sitting in it feeling like this is the car that I need and my family were like but my parents were like well you're not exactly starting a family are you and then literally a few days later it was you're pregnant and I was like oh shit I got the wrong car you manifested that (laughs) literally so um yeah and then I was just like at it because I knew that I then had, I'd almost like burned all the ropes. Do you know what I mean? Like I crossed the bridge and burnt all the ropes behind me. Like there was no going back. So it just had to work. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm a firm believer of that. Actually. I think sometimes when we have a plan B, we never fully commit to plan A. hundred percent. Yeah. You do have to go all in because energy flows where focus goes. So when you're trying to play it safe, keep it small, do too many things, you're never going to really get momentum in anything that you're doing. So I fully commend that commitment. And I think it's about having commitment, like having that confidence in yourself that you know, whatever happens, you're going to be fine because you, you know, you've got skills um, that you could do anything. So even if it didn't work out, worst came to the worst, like, you know, you can always go back into another job, like, you know, and it's having that confidence and trust in yourself, I think, which is really important. Yeah, there was literally no question. Like, as soon as I left my job, I was like, yeah, this is working. So then fast forward to the November. So I've been in the business like seven months. That's when I became the youngest and fastest diamond orchid leader, which won't sound like much to anyone who's not within FM world, but it's like um, the top of the second compensation plan. There's only a hand few, um, a few people in the country who are at that level. Um, and yeah, I became the youngest and fastest to reach it, which was crazy. So that meant... Um, well actually the month before that I'd had my first five-figure month and like I remember just sat there thinking like this time the year before I hadn't had a payday Like that was like the first month of me not having a payday I would never have dreamt of being able to earn five figures in one month let alone like six months at that yeah. point in my life um but I think that's then, the power of like that's that's 
being aware of like how much personal power you have. Obviously, I'm a mindset coach as well. So a lot of the time when I work with women, they get really stuck in like their former identity. They find it really hard. Like they think if life has always been a particular way for like their whole life, that's how it's always meant to be. But I always believe that, you know, how how it has been up to this point, you can change it in an instant. And it comes from making that decision for yourself that, I'm not having it anymore. This is not my life anymore. Like, and it's understanding like the amount of personal power you have as a woman that literally you've set your mind to this and look what you've achieved in such a short space of time. And that's just from giving yourself permission to go all in, which I absolutely love. Yeah, 100% agree with everything you've just said. Like there is nothing that I won't achieve if I've set my mind to it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I can yeah, achieve exactly. anything. If I say I'm doing something, best believe it's going to be done. Yeah. So where do you think that comes from in terms of like, because, I, you know, I, I work in the online space. There's a lot of women that I know that come and go and try their hands at network marketing. It hasn't worked out. What do you think that you have that perhaps other people need to lean into more or work on more in order to be successful? So I think it's a really good question. Um, the biggest thing is you have to grow as a person at the same time that you're trying to grow your business. So the income that you're earning from your business is a direct reflection of how much you've grown as a person. So you need to be listening to self-development podcasts. You need to be reading books. You need to be doing this and that to grow your knowledge because knowledge is power. And like, I was never that person who was a bookworm before I started in the industry, but I could see some other people who were big leaders in the business that I'm in who were reading books. Um, and there was one, it's Miss Moneybags by Michelle Stonehill. That was the first book that I read in network marketing. Um, and it gave me so many ideas. And like when me and my partner were in Mykonos for our birthdays while I was pregnant, but didn't know and before I'd left my job, I was sat on the sunbed with my head in it. I wasn't even talking to him. I was just so like engrossed in this is what this industry can do for you. Like, this is amazing. Um, and then don't get me wrong. Like now I've got Finn, my little boy, like I don't have the time to read really thick books. So what do I do? I listen to podcasts every day on my daily walk with him. So I think a lot of people have the mindset of, I can't do this because of this. You almost have to have a solution-based um, attitude as well with it because if you're always thinking oh I can't do this then you're never going to get anywhere because you're never going to be able to do anything um, yeah. so if you if you can't read watch if you can't watch listen like there's so many ways that you can absorb self-development um, yeah. and that and has I, definitely I think, I think it's so important particularly within network marketing to really pour into yourself because you're continually giving your energy to other people so I love that what you said about how like every level of success requires a new level of self-belief and that comes from doing the mindset work um absolutely um so and and like you say it's those people that are constantly telling themselves they can't they can't find the time I would say like it's not about I can't find the time it's just this is not a priority for me at the moment to spend my time on it and that's ultimately yes. what we're saying to ourselves like if we're really honest so would you say it's that it's that commitment and making it a priority yeah and also another big thing is staying in your own lane and keeping those blinkers on because it is so easy to compare yourself to other people Like you can literally click on Instagram you can click on Facebook and you can easily compare yourself to all these people who will be far more successful well newsflash like there's always going to be more successful people in this world than you but you are also going to be more successful than other people in this world so like you have to be grateful of where you are now what you've got now but also be so clear on where you're heading that all this other noise around you is never ever going to affect you and like I've got to the point now where I've actually muted people on Instagram because the things that I see of them it gives me bad vibes well why do I want to be using my it's social media yeah I don't want to have bad vibes from people like I don't want to unfollow them because I don't want it to cause an issue and some people have the apps where you can see when people have unfollowed you like I don't want no drama like I'm not about the drama yeah. um but like I have now got a safe space on my social media platforms that fills me up with the type yeah. of energy that I want and gives me the motivation. And don't get me wrong, like I don't, I'm not like muting people who are like mega successful because it makes me feel sad that I'm not there. That's not, that's not what I'm trying to say. Like I have yeah. so many inspirational people who are far more successful than me right now, but you don't want to be open to the people that give you the bad vibes. 
Yeah, I think it's sometimes when we're triggered, like I actually see jealousy as a really positive emotion. So anything that particularly like obviously, you know, you believe in like manifestation and stuff like I do. So anything that invokes that strong emotion in you attached to a desire, you'll you'll be manifesting like off the back of it. So I think when you get a strong emotion like jealousy, it's really powerful. But rather than like judging yourself or that person, it's about why is this triggered? me and typically it's because it's a desire that you have that maybe um you know for some clients when they get that it's like uh, you know it will indicate a limiting belief that they feel like they can't achieve the next le that same level of success but I think it's always like really interesting so I'm like oh I didn't know that that was something that I was quite interested in but obviously I am so I'm going to lean into that like what is it about that thing is it that you know like they're getting all that time with their baby is it that I want that financial freedom is it that they're you know you know as women we love to judge each other as well so when you were like I'm not bragging I'm not a snob about my car and I'm like but if that's your thing that's your thing like let's not apologize for it we've got to all like clap for each other and celebrate like for me it's shoes so you better believe mm -hmm. that I've got a few shoes on my vision board if they come true you are going to see me on the school run you're going to see me like a hundred selfies I'm going to be wearing these bloody shoes everywhere like trust me and anybody that judges me that says anything that says more about them than me but I love that um you are you have like I mean it's it's really great to see and I do have this curiosity about like the next generation because obviously like I am a little bit older than you and I always felt like my generation like we're the pioneers because we are you know showing the next generation what's possible like my mum couldn't have had an Amazon store like that wasn't even a thing when she was younger but then what does that mean for like the next ones coming up you're not going to have like these limitations or these set corporate paths like um you know the like, only thing is yeah. though and me and my partner were talking about this last night where success is so readily available on social media I think that's why a lot of younger like say like my kind of age people who join network marketing stop so quickly because they're in the mindset of oh well I've seen this person get this quickly they start think that they're going to get the same don't realize how much hard work is actually going to like it's going to involve and then they almost like quit before they've even started so I totally yeah. get what you're saying but actually I think the people who will be successful in this generation are going to be a completely different breed of people because everyone else is going to be so complacent and think that they can get success by not doing yeah. much yeah because I guess when you think about it you've kind of been preparing for this like your whole life like I was saying I've, I've obviously worked with a lot of network marketers but I was so keen to speak to you specifically because just your energy you know the way you present yourself like it's another league to a lot of the people that I've seen that are just like trying to like throw spaghetti at the walls and just like buy my stuff buy my stuff <laughs> it's like I never get that from you at all and I think that's probably what allows you to build such great relationships because it feels like it's coming from such a great place and that comes from like your work ethic like oh my god you're amazing like we've messaged a few times and you're all Always really responsive and I'm like how does she get the time like she's that she's obviously on these stages like you're giving value to your team you've got like over 3,000 people that you are essentially mentoring like it's insane like you must have um but I do love the fact that you're you're recognizing things that may be potentially energy drains for you as well so you're super selective with your energy by um muting certain accounts that may trigger you like you're protecting that energy for where you need to show up for your team and for your business so I love that that you're doing that e intuitively even if you don't realize so obviously for yeah, me as a coach you. I'm That's like so oh my god she's like amazing and you're just doing <laughs> all of this um completely off off your own back because you realize for yourself that for you to be the best version of yourself you have to pour into yourself and invest in those things so I absolutely love that so what would you say makes a really great like successful network marketer so somebody was like do you know what I'm quite resilient I'm quite confident like da, da, da. what do you think are the attributes of somebody that is that would make it in network marketing so resilience definitely you have to be like thick-skinned um and I actually think that I learned that from my recruitment job so um oh, gotcha. <laughs> take, taking rejection on a daily basis like I was literally cold calling people in my recruitment job and literally having people like scream down the phone at me do you know what I mean like you have to have thick skin um, coachability is a massive one. Like you can't come into the industry saying you want all of this stuff. Yeah. I want the money. Yeah. I want the car. Yeah. I want the time financial freedom. If I then give you a simple task and you're not prepared to do it, then unfortunately this is the wrong industry for you. Um, I think understanding that things take time yeah. as well um, is a massive one. And I'm tempted to 
say that confidence isn't necessarily an attribute that you need because you can learn that. And like, I have so many people who come into my inbox saying like, I want what you've got. I want the business that you've got, but I'm not confident enough to talk on my Instagram stories or I'm not confident enough to go live. Like not everyone starts with the confidence, but the thing that I love the most is seeing and helping people and coaching people in my team to the point where they've gone from nothing to now doing lives, unboxing their products and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, confidence isn't even one. It's just a willingness to, to learn. And yeah. the, the amazing thing about the industry is you don't need any qualifications. There's no discrimination. You can come from whatever background, you can come from whatever culture, you can come from anywhere in the country, um, but you can still make, make an amazing life for yourself. And the, the thing that I love about FM probably the most is that it is free to join so for me obviously now you know my story of coming from a place of a lot of debt like I wouldn't have been able to afford 50 100 quid 150 quid on a starter pack like some companies do and like there's there's no monthly subscription there's no goals like if if I wanted to earn five quid next month and then the next month I wanted to earn 50 quid like I can do that I can step away from the business whenever I want so the flexibility is just there um so sorry, I've gone off on a complete tangent no, from what you asked. Would you say but... like discipline and um, like, I, I know it's a bit of a buzzword, but like connecting to your why and like your higher vision as to what what it is that you, what this means to you in terms of like, you know, obviously for you when you had your son, I guess that probably accelerated your motivation because you were like, I am not going to sit here and not have any money. I will have to go back to work when I've got a son at home. 100% yeah discipline is a massive one because so many people say this but like oh like motivation is one well you're never going to be motivated every single day of your life it would be completely not normal if you woke up on the right side of the bed every single morning but if you've got that discipline and you've got your morning routine and you've you know that this time is when you're going to do work and you're committed to that discipline mm. then you'll be unstoppable because nothing kind of thrown at your way will like take you off that path yeah discipline is an act of self-love I think because it's it's saying that I've got a goal and I know I'm worthy of it and I'm going to feel amazing when I've achieved it so I'm going to do the things that I need to do because I'm worth it you know a lot of people think discipline's a bad thing but I think it's it's a you know it's essentially putting your needs first um it, it is actually quite difficult though like obviously when you work in a corporate job, you have a manager. So your manager will tell you that you have to come to work at nine and you finish at five or you take your lunch break at this time or you have to hit these targets. Like when you're in network marketing, you're self-employed, like you're your own boss, like you have to be disciplined with yourself. And I think that's what some people find the absolute hardest. And like the sacrifices you have to make, like you might not go to a family party if you've got a Zoom call. And like some people might think that's absolutely ridiculous. Why am I going to miss out on a family party? But if you think about the long term, in five, 10 years down the time, you'll never have to miss a family party again because you're sacrificing the time now. Whereas if you don't, and you say you're in a nine to five, or I'm not dissing nine to fives, but just as an example, if family parties start at five, but you're working till seven, well, for the rest of your life, you're going to be missing some family parties. So you choose which sacrifices you make at what time. Yeah. And it's about being selective, isn't it? Yeah, I totally get that. So obviously, I'm a money mindset coach, too. And a lot of clients for me really struggle with that residual income element. Like they feel like making money has to be hard. And if they haven't earned it, then it's almost like they like just reject um they really procrastinate they really start to self-sabotage when it starts to feel easy then they feel like they're not worthy they're not deserving they put it off like how is that because presumably now you've got such a big team you're not in the the doing so much I'm assuming like you're a little bit further removed from it so maybe you're not having to work as hard at this point I mean it's a bit of a shift so <laughs> I'm working obviously I'm not working the same as what I was this time last year because I now have a baby and my partner works a nine to five job. So the majority of my time is obviously with Finn. Um, but my, my time, the time that is now not necessarily recruiting and sales, I'm pouring into the team. So I'm doing team yeah. trainings. So, and then that is what kind of pays me, if that makes sense. But I'm also very much in the mindset. And this is where a lot of network marketers go wrong. They get to a point and then they stop doing all the things that they first started doing in the business. You can't get to a point and then stop making sales. You can't get to a point and stop recruiting yourself. You have to continue building your business and let your team do theirs. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like another hat that you've got to wear at that yes. point. 
So yeah, perhaps rather than getting easier, it's and and that's so great as well that you've recognised that for yourself because absolutely, like so many of my clients, it'll be like okay, like I had so much success at the beginning and now it's kind of gone a little bit wrong, and I'm like, well, what were you doing at the beginning? Well, I was putting in like all of these hours, I was you know collaborating, doing reach outs, you know nurturing, like had this whole cycle, and then now they're just not, and it's like. I find with business like but that's the exciting thing like I think I'll always be an entrepreneur and I always have been to a certain extent but now I've made that shift it is like that's what I love the job is never done like there'll yeah. always be a new way of building relationships and reaching out there'll be always be like different ways to monetize your business to serve your clients like that's what makes it exciting and as you said earlier about how like the growth is never done again like you wouldn't ever see a tree like I, I'm obviously very spiritual so like when we come into this world and we've got our souls contract our souls main purpose is to grow and develop and you know keep moving on to the next level keep fight you know doing the next thing like a tree you wouldn't see a tree who's like oh I've, I've grown enough now I'm good I'm tall <laughs> enough that's that's me done thanks very much like, I'll just just sit here now and die <laughs> and it's uh, you know I'm good now that was enough um but that's what makes it exciting it's like it's always like the next chapter the next journey like the next thing the next level um otherwise God, but also when you're saying about how clients feel like when like they they kind of stop earning if it feels like it's hard work like really hard work to earn money in network marketing then you almost need to question are you doing it in the right way because it shouldn't be sales 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 recruitment 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 it should be about genuinely building relationships because then everything comes so easily and if you genuinely believe in the products that you're selling um then you'll naturally share with people the products that you're using your passion will come through and that will attract the right people to your business whether they want to buy from you or join your team and like don't be afraid of I'm going to say this and so many network marketers are going to go what don't be afraid of swapping companies because I, I'm so grateful that I almost fell into the right company for me. I will hold my hands up and say, I didn't do any research into the industry. I didn't know there were so many companies out there. But like when I look at some of the, like, the, like, what's the word? Oh my God, my baby brain's just gone straight in the middle of my forehead. <laughs> what, um, other, like other the, network marketing companies? Yeah, like the, the protein shake companies or like skincare stuff. Like I have yeah. eczema. I'm very limited with the things that I can put on my face. So like if I'd have started in one of those companies, I probably wouldn't have been as successful because I don't like smoothies. I don't like protein shakes. I don't put things on my face. Whereas yeah. the fragrances just really works for me. But if you're in a situation where you feel like you're not actually passionate about the products or you can't, you can't even find selling points for them then you need to look at yeah they like that I, I couldn't agree with you more like they always say you've got to either like love what you do why you do it or how you do it so um and if you're not in alignment with those things then it you know because you know I'm sure cleaners don't absolutely well I mean some people do don't they Miss Hinch like absolutely loves cleaning <laughs> and that's like her therapy um for me not so much but yeah so what you do how you do it or why you do it um it needs to be your driving force in business but I always say to my clients as well and this is how we get out of the way of like imposter syndrome and um comparison is if you've genuinely got a business and a service that you feel really passionate about it will be easy to sell because people buy from people and they see when people are disingenuous and they're not really like that it's literally that's that's why a lot of influencers don't have influence because it's something different every week and yeah. their audience aren't stupid like they know um you know well you were selling something else last week so you're clearly not an expert you're clearly not that interested in the thing it's just another thing and I think audiences are becoming really savvy to that as the online space you know expands um you've you've genuinely got to be aligned with what it is that you're selling but equally for your own soul like how boring otherwise if you're selling something that you literally just could not give two shits about to be quite honest draining like, yeah draining yeah but you've still got to like pedal this out just to make an income because then it is hard work and then you are putting yourself under pressure and it just isn't fun and I'm very much the mindset like business has to be fun because equally you need to be able to like take risks you've got to make it playful like you know and um that only comes from like you say finding the right product that fits with you um yeah, so what does a typical week look like for you so every Tuesday night, I have a team call 
um, we do like a, we do group activities together. So like we will all sit on a Zoom and we will all work at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's since Did you say every being, night that was every Tuesday. Oh, every Tuesday I was like every night. Wow, no, not every <laughs> night. So you um, feel just, like accountability is important. Yeah, and like I just think as well, like the reason we don't do it every night, even though some members of the team would want it, is because sometimes, like obviously where I don't work nine to five and I have a baby, some of my activity can be done in the morning when other people are at work. So I almost set like the one day of a Tuesday, right, this is when we're all going to get together. Um, and yeah, there's there's not really much that I have set in stone on a weekly basis just because like the industry can change really fast or there's new products that can come out on different days. I try not to give myself too much of a strict um, like weekly plan. Um, in terms of like sales wise, I do a thing called um, Monday Blues every single Monday, which goes onto my Instagram and like everyone watches that. And the last seven weeks I've been doing Monday Blues success. So I've been picking success from the team and sharing it, shouting about it. And I think that's really good because it gives people a different dimension. Like it's all well and good seeing I've got a car, I've left my nine to five, but like you can actually see the different levels of success in the business. Yeah, um, that's pretty good. Would you say that your growth, because obviously you've got quite a good um, social media page. Obviously, um, you know, my business partner is was formerly an influencer. And do you feel like that has a bearing on it? Or do you feel like, you know, I'd love to know, like, why do you think it, that you are so successful in terms of like your audience is it because you're mixing it up is it because you're being like real and you're sharing like all the behind the scenes that you've been creative with your content like what would you say it was so when I started in network marketing I had just over 5,000 followers I now have I'm literally like five followers away from 10,100 so within probably 18 months I've doubled my following so yeah you might look at my page now and think oh she's got an amazing following but when I started it wasn't like that I've just been so real um, and obviously since having my boy like mums love to follow mums on Instagram there's no point in me going business 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 all the time unless I'm trying to attract that type of person but I'm not like I know that my why and my reason I'm put on this earth is to show mums that you have another way of making money because my mum didn't like she yeah. had to go back to work when I was literally five months old and she had to leave me so that we could have a house and that we could have food on the table. Whereas like, I feel like my purpose is to show people that there is another way. So by just showing me on my daily walks with my boy, when I get a delivery of perfume, like yesterday I went to Tesco's and there was an idiot that didn't have a child that parks in a baby. Oh my God. Parenting. The choir. I was like, I've nearly had fights in car parks over parking spaces. So yeah. frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, so even like sharing my experiences of that, like I knew hands down that other mums would have had that same situation. So just showing people that I am just another normal mum that can make four and five figures every month. Like if I can do it, there is no reason why you can't. I think that's probably been why I've been so successful because I'm just, I'm literally no different than the person next door. I love the narrative that you're that you're sharing in the sense that like women there's another way and you don't have to like from a personal note I I was in corporate went back to corporate after my first baby who's now 11 bless her but (laughs) she was only six weeks old because I and I was working in London and I was on a contract so the the like god like the the amount of trauma that I've been carrying around and mum guilt for that um yeah I can't imagine like hats off to you and I tried for seven years to have her as well so it was just so so sad like IVF and all sorts so um and there, there wasn't another way for me at that point like there was there was just nothing like and, and I it wasn't until I literally went all in on my on my other businesses left corporate sold my house relocated like you know this is an opportunity that's free like I literally had to sell my house in order to yeah, buy that's my other mental but that's how committed I was that I was ready for change. I was like, I am not doing this anymore. Like you've had so many, like in corporate from 18, you've had so many years of my life. I'm not doing it anymore. And obviously, you know, being a single parent as well, it's it's feeling like you've always got to apologize if you need to, you know, take time off or if you need to leave a little bit early. Like I just got to that point where I was like, fuck it, basically. I was like, <laughs> I'm not like, I can always earn more money, but I can't get this time back with my kids. And they were like, you know, just a lot of things happened that really put it into perspective. And I always say like the universe, like Oprah says, it will send you these little nudges. And if you don't start listening, like your world will start to fall down. And that's essentially what happened to me. Um, but just, uh, just sort of following on from one question that I had actually with the ladies, 
so I'm conscious of time and I just think you've shared so many values you've actually answered most of the questions already because you just, <laughs> you know you shared so much value but um obviously how do you find that balance like obviously you are like because I totally understand that people buy from people and you know for me I'm not even necessarily like you know I was already drawn to your energy because you are so real and because you are a mom and it, like I said about the parking space yesterday everything <laughs> you say I could relate to 100% <laughs> so then do you ever get any negativity that feels a little bit it stings a little bit more because people know so much about you that they can be a little bit more personal with their um you know with their judgments or with their comments do you ever get any of that or how do you think you would handle it if you did so if I'm honest, God, this is going deep now. I was bullied at school. I had to get taken out of my GCSE year, so year 11 when I was like 15, 16, on compassionate leave because people have always, I've always been one of the smartest. Um, boys have always found me attractive. Girls have always been threatened by me. And like, this is probably like one of the first times I've actually been able to say that with confidence instead of feeling like that's a bad thing. Yeah. So... I don't That's really it. so you feel I've like you're resilient that. to it now yeah yeah what, what are you going to say like I've got my boy we've been yeah. through we've been to hell and back with him like he was in intensive care when he was born like we were in hospital for weeks didn't know what was going to happen chills when you said that I just can't even <laughs> don't I know I was following your story when you were pregnant I was like oh god I really want to know but I did, didn't obviously want to reach out because I didn't know if it was like didn't yeah, and even, know, but... even things like we were told he was going to be a girl. So on top of all the complications that we had, we then had a boy and it was just like the most crazy thing. So <laughs> whatever anyone can throw at me through a screen yeah. as a keyboard warrior is yeah. literally not going to phase me. It's going to bounce yeah. straight off me. And like, don't get me wrong, like I could easily delve into stuff and get myself really upset, but all that's going to do is drain my energy. And I've done that. I've been there when I was a teenager yeah. and I've got upset and I've, I've kind of gone through the motions of that um oh God, that like breaks my heart my daughter's going to high school next year and I just can't bear it I'm like literally like if, now if anyone says one thing we're homeschooling like I'm not even having it like oh my god I'm gonna be at the gates every day like I am that mom I'm so obsessed about her it's a bit weird probably but I don't care but as women we are the worst that's what I really so that's why I've I obviously built a business academy because I recognize that as women it is so quick to judge each other like I'm the same I've had judgment from you know when I was in corporate when I was at school like even you know as a business owner like people that your friends mum's on the school run and it's like god women like society hold us back you know our legacy like our ancestral wounds hold us back you know god I could go so much into like the witch's wound and as women how we hold trauma from past ancestors so it's never been safe for a woman to show up and be different be confident you know have a different narrative to what society says is okay without being persecuted or judged so we've got like society we've got like our mum guilt our own beliefs and then also we're going to judge each other as well and you know make it even what harder. is the world exactly like we and yet men won't do this and like it, to me it just baffles me how people people don't see the connection with how much power men have in the world that they band together like boys club um you know they'll refer clients they'll share like all of these things but women we like feel like we're in competition together but yeah. we're only holding each other back so yeah I absolutely love that and I love that you've got that resilience that and would you say that is like working on your mindset would you say that that's having a great support network at home um you know what do you think has given or just having that resilience because you've been through it and like you say nothing else can hurt you yeah I think going through the experiences is definitely a thing um I mean I had a toxic relationship when I was like from the age of 17 like 16 to 18 as well which sounds quite young and think oh you don't know what toxic relationships is but there was so much to it and I feel grateful every single day that my partner is who he is and he's quite spiritual um and I'd never been introduced to anything to that so he is the person that actually introduced me to things like the secret and manifesting. oh my god tell him there's and, a full moon on Friday oh I will and like journaling <laughs> like journaling and all that stuff I was because of where my mum was very black and white and like corporate I'd never been introduced to all that kind of stuff so yeah well, definitely well, Probably as well, because she didn't have the luxury of it. That's the thing. Like it, when you are that single mum, you just feel like you've just got to play safe all the time yeah. and just do the right thing. Like put all of your desires, you know, to the side because it's all about your kids. Um, so 
hopefully now I, I really hope your mum is living her best life now I hope she's well, on you a won't even believe it. somewhere you won't even believe it she is leaving her corporate job and she's doing her own thing from oh. January which oh is God, just amazing, amazing. so yeah. it's amazing so your but, legacy um, is just like living on isn't it like that's the thing when one woman rises like it gives so many other p- permission for like other women to do the same I really treat like you've obviously been that beacon of light in your own family and your network that is now sort of rippled out and you won't even know like the the extent of your legacy even just showing up on this podcast like there's so many women that were really keen to like oh my god ask her this like da, 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 because and if they take some value away or they feel a little bit more motivated or, you know, just even getting their routines ready for the week because of stuff that you've said, like. It's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, amazing. okay. Well, um, we're probably going to have to end it there, but we are going to do a live Q&A shortly, uh, which I'll let the ladies know inside the Wealth and Wonder Academy. So as I was saying, like we're approaching it from two different perspectives. Obviously, for me as a mum, I want the time and financial freedom, but also my partner is a digital nomad. So she's always all over the world. Her tan is incredible. We're having a branding oh, shoot on stop. Thursday. I'm like, how am I going to stand next to Sarah? Why <laughs> is she taller, like blonder, skinnier? Like she's bloody gymnast I'm like I've just had a baby and also like I'm five foot and she's like a lot taller so I'm like wow this is really great thanks I've got to stand next to her you're gonna um, look amazing <laughs> oh I will because Louise is fantastic the photographer <laughs> um but yeah thank you so so much for your time like I really really appreciate it and you know just keep shining keep doing what you're doing keep growing that team and I know that this is just the beginning for you and um obviously how you know your legacy in the world this is just like the starting point so we'll be referring back to like oh my god I know her (laughs) in the future no honestly thank you so much I've absolutely loved chatting to you it's been amazing Oh, amazing. Have a thank have a have a thank you day. Have a have a fantastic day. And thank, thank you, you so much for your time. I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been amazing to share this time with you and I feel honoured to be part of your journey. If you've loved what you've heard, had an aha moment or found value in this episode, then please do like, comment and share. I would love to connect with you on Instagram and Facebook, so come and find me and I look forward to helping you build your epic life.